Hello again, welcome back to another episode of Spooky and Disturbing Content. Today I have a story about a group of soldiers that witnessed an indestructible UFO during the Korean War. Then I've got three disturbing facts, including the bloody origins of Madame Tussauds, and a brain disorder known as fatal insomnia, where you cannot sleep and eventually die. And to finish it all off, I've got a bizarre mystery about a group of young boys who came across a creature that fell from the sky in West Virginia, also known as the Flatwoods Monster. So if any of that sounds like it might chill your bones, then grab a hot cup of goodness and join me in the Dark Circle. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. There are things that go bump in the night. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. Let's hope that if aliens do find us, they'll come in peace. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hello there. We've got a very alien-focused episode today. One of our listeners wanted some alien content, so I went out and found some alien content. Let's get into it. Ooh, spooky. So this story takes place in May of 1951, one year into the Korean War. So Private First Class Francis Wall and his regiment found themselves stationed near Chowon, about 60 miles north of Seoul in South Korea. As they were preparing to bombard a nearby village with artillery, all of a sudden, the soldiers saw a strange sight up in the hills, described like a jack-o'-lantern that came soaring down the mountain. As Francis and his fellow soldiers watched, the craft made its way down into the village where the artillery airbursts were starting to explode. Francis said in an interview, We noticed that this object would get right into the centre of the airburst of artillery and yet remain unharmed. Suddenly the object turned, and whereas at first it had glowed orange, now it was pulsating a blue-green light. Francis contacted his company commander for permission to fire at the object with armour-piercing bullets. As the bullets hit the body of the craft, he recalled, they made a metallic ding sound. The object started to behave more erratically, swerving from side to side as its lights flashed on and off. Francis's recollections of what happened next are even stranger. We were attacked, he said swept by some form of a ray that was emitted in pulses in waves that you could visually see only when it was aiming directly at you. You would see the light coming at you. It was like a searchlight that sweeps around. He remembered a burning, tingling sensation sweeping over his body. Francis and all of the other men rushed into underground bunkers and peeped through the windows, watching as the craft hovered above them and then shot off at a 45 degree angle. It's that quick, he said. It was there and then it was gone. Three days after the incident, the entire company of men was evacuated by ambulance, with special roads cut to haul those who were too weak to walk. When they finally received medical treatment, they were found to have dysentery and an extremely high white blood cell count. A UFO researcher and former NASA scientist, Richard Haynes, said, To me, they had symptoms that sounded like the effects of radiation. Some theorised that the UFO that Francis saw was a Chinese or Soviet vessel with technology unknown to American troops, whereas other people believed it was one of the side effects of the PTSD and trauma that all the soldiers were suffering at the time. And some people believe it was a spaceship from an advanced civilization. But ultimately, we'll never know, because it still remains a mystery. And that's the end of the story. 
If you'd like to read more into this story, then I'll leave a link in the description for you, where you can see other people's theories about what really happened. You can see more scientific research, more more grounded explanations, and more out there theories as to what might have happened. And remember, if you want to send in a story or request a topic, then you can email us at team at the circle.life or you can send in a voice message and let us know. And now I've got some more disturbing facts for you. So I've changed it to three facts instead of four facts, just because it allows me to spread them out a little bit more. But they are still spooky and they are still disturbing, so don't worry about that. Before I get into this week's facts, I'm going to take a quick look back at which fact is winning from the last Dark Circle episode, which was the Vampire Panic. So the options were Cytus Inversus, the Island of Dolls, legal cannibalism in the UK, and brain aneurysm. And currently, Cytus Inversus, legal cannibalism in the UK, and brain aneurysm are tied. So apparently nobody wants to visit the Island of Dolls. I don't blame you. I don't either. But if you've not voted in the poll already, then feel free to. You can do that in every episode. We always have a poll that you can vote in. So feel free to get involved if you want to. But moving on to this week's facts, the first fact is that Madame Tussaud used to use real decapitated heads. Madame Tussaud's Wax Museum is famous around the world for lifelike figures of celebrities and other people. And we mentioned in previous episodes of The Dark Circle that they used to have real-life wax figures of serial killers and people like that. So that's kind of creepy. But what most people don't know is that Madame Tussaud started by rushing over to grab heads from the guillotine during the French Revolution. So, you know, during the French Revolution when a bunch of people got their heads chopped off by the guillotines... She used to run over, when the head gets cut off, it drops into the basket or whatever, it drops off the stage. She used to run over and grab a head and take it and use it as inspiration and whatnot for her wax models. And she used to use these heads to showcase her waxing process. So that's kind of interesting. Maybe that's why they're so lifelike, because she used real heads to practice on. I like that one, it's very interesting. It's a little bit creepy, it's a little bit strange. Some mad woman running over to the stage. As soon as a head gets chopped off, pinch, pinch, mine. And then she runs away. I don't know if that was normal during the French Revolution to start stealing heads, but there you are. Everything started somewhere, and that's how Madame Tussauds started. The second fact is, in ancient China, there was a process of making a mellified man, which was essentially mummifying someone with honey. In order to do this, an elderly person, ideally near death, would volunteer themselves to the process of being binge-bathed in honey. And they would be given only honey to eat until their entire digestive system was honey. And then when the volunteer died, they would be covered in honey for 100 years. After the 100 years, the contents are turned into a candy that is said to heal broken bones. That's a little bit strange. That one reminds me of the, uh, what's it called? The uh, execution method with the honey and the bugs. Scafism, a little bit like that. But it's not, because people volunteer for this one. So it's a little bit weird. Imagine not knowing, though. Imagine getting some, like, honey candy, thinking it's just a candy, and then... It turns out it was an old person who died a hundred years ago, covered in honey, consumed by honey. So you're eating an old person. That's a little bit strange. I'm not sure about that one. (laughs) I'm not sure. It's strange. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like that one. It's creepy. And then the final fact is fatal insomnia. 
Fatal familial insomnia is a rare genetic degenerative brain disorder wherein the affected individual is unable to sleep. The disorder may begin mildly but gradually worsen, causing mental and physical deterioration, and there is no known cure, and eventually the disorder leads to death. The first known case was in 1765 of an Italian man who died in Venice. That one's very strange, that is very strange. So you wake up one day and then you can't go back to sleep. Even if you tried, even if, let's say, you took some sleeping pills or whatever, you can't physically cause yourself to go back to sleep. I don't like that. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Even if you took some sleeping pills or something like that, it's not going to work. You are being forced, some, somehow, some way, you are being forced to stay awake. I'm sure there are some people who would like that. I know Devin always complains about sleep being a necessity. So I'm sure she'd like that, fatal insomnia, until, you know, until she died. There you are. <laughs> I'm sure she would like some version of that. Maybe without the fatal. Just some kind of way to stay up without dying. But that's a really weird one. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone with that. But apparently it's a thing. It's a thing. Some people wake up one day and then they can never go back to sleep. And then they end up dying. It's not a very good way to die, to be honest. It's a very slow way to die. But anyway, that's all the three facts for today. As always, I'll leave a poll underneath the episode so you can vote for your favourite fact. The options are Madame Tussaud stealing people's heads and then there's the the mellified man of China, the weird thing where people get turned into honey. And then there's fatal insomnia where people can't go back to sleep even if they try and then they end up dying. It's not a very nice thing. But yeah, you can vote for your favourite fact. So let us know. Finally, to finish the episode off, I have a mystery. I have an alien mystery. This one is called the Flatwoods Monster. I'm sure a bunch of you have already heard of this one, especially you American listeners. In the deep forest of West Virginia lies a horror story like no other. It sparked legends of noises, occurrences, dreams and horrific sights. One of the most notorious stories to occur in the otherwise normal rural area of Flatwoods, West Virginia, starts in 1952 when a family decided to explore a neighbouring forest. It was just before dark on a day in September of 1952 and a few kids were enjoying their time outside. Edward May, Freddie May, Neil Nunley and Tommy Heyer, all young residents of the town of Flatwoods, were playing on the lawn of the Flatwoods Elementary School when suddenly a bright light streaked across the sky overhead and appeared to crash into a hill. The boys decided to go over and investigate what it was they saw fall out of the sky. The May family home was on the way there, so they stopped to tell their mother Kathleen May what they had seen. Kathleen called a National Guardsman, Eugene Lemon, and the family dog, Richie, and they all accompanied her and the boys to the crash site. Upon reaching the crash site, they smelled the air, which they described as having a metallic smell. They kept hearing high-pitched noises coming from the other side of the woods. The boys then encountered a horrific sight. A ten foot tall creature with a head shaped like a spade and what appeared to be a dark metal dress. The creature's hands were twisted and clawed and what seemed to be its eyes glowed an eerie orange colour. It appeared to levitate off the ground. A strange, sickening mist hung in the air. The creature hissed and glided towards the witnesses. The group then turned and fled in terror. In the next few days, the boys that witnessed the creature began to have symptoms of nausea, headaches and vomiting. After an investigation, the people that managed to witness it found nothing that was evidence of any monster or crash. The encounter made local and national news, scaring a wider audience of people. 
It then prompted a US Air Force UFO inquiry, part of a project called Project Blue Book, which dispatched a handful of investigators around the country to look into such claims. It's been over 70 years since the Flatwoods incident, and some people say that you can still hear hissing and a smell of metallic near the forest at the edge of Flatwoods. So there we are, that's the end of the mystery. What do you think it was? What do you think the Flatwoods monster was? Was it really a 10 foot tall levitating creature that fell out of the sky? Some kind of alien? Was it some kind of animal? Or was everyone just dreaming? What do you think happened? Either way, it's kind of creepy, especially the part when it hissed and glided towards the people. That was kind of scary. Fuck that. (laughs) Imagine being out in the woods and something 10 foot tall starts gliding towards you. Nope, I'm gone. I'm out. But that was the Flatwoods monster incident. Let me know what your theory is. And that's it for another episode of The Dark Circle. I hope it was spooky. I hope your bones were chilled a little bit. Don't forget that you can vote in the poll underneath the episode on Spotify and let us know your favourite fact. And if you want to get in touch with me or Devin, then you can email us at team at the tcircle.life. You can follow us on Instagram at the tcircle.life or you can send in the voice message by using the Anchor voice link. Don't forget to go back and listen to this week's episode of Tea Talk with Devin where she talks about positivity. It's a good one. But other than that, thanks for joining me again for some spookiness. Stay safe, stay alive, and hopefully I'll see you next time. Goodbye for now. Mm